welcome to the Sugar Plum Bakes podcast. You're listening to Varney Wadman. I'm your host and fellow wedding supplier. This is a space where you can listen to and learn from fellow wedding creatives to pick up advice and tips that will help you to grow your wedding business. I genuinely hope that after each episode that you will feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode four of season two. On today's episode, I'm chatting to the very lovely Eleanor Rice, who is the editor for the newly launched publication called Your Day. I'm so excited to share this episode with you because although Eleanor works within the wedding industry, she gets to see things from a slightly different perspective from the majority of wedding suppliers. She shares her thoughts on how their team goes about sourcing content for their magazine as well as their online digital platform. And the suggestions she shares are really helpful if you're wanting to understand how you can become more visible and be seen in a busy, saturated marketplace. I think this kind of advice is like gold dust for so many of us. To have an insight into a magazine editor's mind, I really, really hope you love listening. Hi, Eleanor. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I was just thinking, would you be able to do a little introduction to yourself so that my listeners know who you are? Yeah, of course. So my name is Eleanor. I am currently the editor of Your Date magazine, uh, which is a brand new bridal magazine that launched earlier this year. I've been in magazines for the last four and five years, kind of ever since I left university, really, and kind of ended up in this wonderful world. Um, and now an even more wonderful world of weddings. So yeah, yeah. I feel very <laughs> to kind of be where I am and doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So I mean, it's really exciting because your day literally launched earlier this year, didn't it? Yeah. So it was January, I think. Our first one came out. It's kind of been in the works now. So I'm kind of like, I don't know dates. When did it actually come out? But yeah, January, our first issue went on sale, which was our spring issue. And then our second one, which is currently on sale, went on about April time. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about the publication and how it came into being? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, it's been a very kind of long process, really. And I mean, I joined the publishing house, so it's run by Doc Street Creative Productions, which I, as I said, kind of joined as I left university four or five years ago. And our first publication that we launched as part of that is a magazine called Enki Magazine, which is all kind of to do with interiors, design, architecture, that sort of thing. And as we were coming out of the pandemic, we kind of had been toying with the idea of, you know, launching something new and what would be the right thing. And all of us had a real interest in weddings. And surprisingly, there's a lot of things in design and Enki that really overlap and kind of crossed over and it seemed almost like a natural progression and I mean I have been a massive fan of bridal magazines ever since I was really little like I was always that girl who bought brides with absolutely no boyfriend no ring no nothing <laughs> but you know 14 years old and I wanted to look at all of the wedding dresses so I couldn't have been more thrilled when this kind of opportunity came around and you know, I think we really feel since launching that it was the right time, it was the right place to launch it and, you know, have been really excited to hear all the feedback. Yeah, I mean, I love I, even the paper that the magazine's yeah. printed on. There's something about it. It's really kind of tactile. It's not glossy. And I love that. Yeah, it's quite, it is quite different to anything out there. And I think anything that's been there before and I, 
I mean, I, there's something about glossy magazines that you love and they feel very luxurious, but there's also a real tactility about your day. And it's similar with Enki as well, that it feels quite warm and cozy and, you know, you want to flick through the pages and there's just an aesthetic look to it that I don't think you quite get the same with a gloss. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think that, I mean, the feeling I get is that it's a really considered aesthetic. So kind of, have you done that? deliberately to appeal to a certain kind of audience I would say yes and no I think it's really difficult because I don't think we set out being like this is the audience that we want to market to I think it's very broad in the sense that you know this is a wedding um, a wedding magazine for people who love beautiful things you know and it's not feminine it's not female oriented this is for couples this is for brides this is for the grooms this is for anybody who kind of feels inspired by the world of weddings but there is definitely a focus on kind of like modern day weddings what do weddings look like nowadays and I think the thing with that is that there's no rules you know tradition has kind of been thrown out the window and replaced by real personality and weddings are how do we represent ourselves as a couple what do we want people to you know think of us and it's been really fun to put it together because there has been no boundaries we're not kind of going down this route of they have to all be boho weddings or they have to all be church weddings you know there's little drabs of all these different bits um but they are definitely shot in a certain way that kind of looks really beautiful and flows very editorially yeah yeah I think I can tell from like the the images that you're using they've got almost like a fashion editorial vibe to them yeah and I think it's about storytelling and I mean especially when it comes to the real weddings and the images we try to choose we choose ones that are very in the moment not like cliche smiling at the camera you know we want to feel the stories of these people and I think that's what makes it a really kind of magical experience when you go through the magazine is that you really feel these stories and you see it all play out and I think you can put yourself in the shoes of these brides and these grooms because of that which you know is it's really lovely to see and when it all comes together there's a real flow from beginning to end through the real weddings and then also through the suppliers well and all of kind of the creative elements that go into a wedding um, it feels like it has a real theme to it yeah now that you kind of explain it I can I can really feel what you're talking about because I think there's also it feels emotive as well it doesn't feel detached which is kind of the feeling you can get sometimes when you're going through a bridal magazine you can feel the connection with the people that are that are having the weddings and telling their stories and stuff yeah I, I think there's so much about the wedding industry that perhaps not so much nowadays but before it's very like trend driven and you know this is the latest wedding dress and if you're this sort of bride you have to wear this or you have to wear that when actually you know at the essence of a wedding it is a very emotional day you know this is the biggest day so they say of most people's lives and you know you don't want to be feeling like you have to wear this off the shoulder gown because this is what I'm supposed to do and this is what's supposed to look good and what's going to look better on Instagram and actually do you know what if I feel happy and comfortable in, in something you know that's really going to show through the photos and we see that you know all of the people who have been featured so far in terms of the real brides and grooms all of their weddings are so different so original so distinctive and it's because they've chosen things that are really personal to them even from where they choose to get married to actually the little wedding favours or little details like that that 
still really share their story. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to do is that your day will never be a trend driven magazine. It will never be this is the latest fashion or the latest venue style or the latest look and aesthetic that you need for your wedding. It will never be about that. It will always be here are some really beautiful options and you can kind of feel out like, what do I like? What do I not like? Actually, I didn't know that I even liked that, but seeing that picture and seeing that venue and seeing that bride look as happy as she does in that space, actually, that's what I want for my wedding. Yeah. Actually, I've realised what the, the name of the magazine Your Day means. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it seems very obvious, but actually it's so true. And, you know, it is all about your day. And we want to steer away from being kind of like a pressured source where you're like, oh gosh, what's what's latest in your day? It's, it will never be about that. But at the same time, we want to include the most up-to-date things and what's new and just kind of offer all faucets and as I say, I think that means that you'll find a little bit of boho here and elegance here and fine art wedding there and they all can come together. And I just think a lot of brides and grooms, when they first get engaged, as much as some people have been dreaming about their big day from being really little, I think a lot of people don't know what they want. And it's just nice to have a little bit of everything for you to kind of feel out, actually, like, does that feel like me? Does it not? I love a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And that, to be honest, with a really good photographer, all of those elements come together anyway um, in a really beautiful editorial style. So I'm curious. So when you're putting an issue together, yeah, how do you go about getting your content and, and sourcing it? Yeah, so it's kind of a little bit of everything, to be honest. I mean, being so young, we're not at a point really where we're getting loads of things sent into us, which can sometimes be a good thing and bad thing. It's really good at the beginning because we're able to really define what we want and our style and go directly to people based upon what we think is going to work in the magazine, what isn't going to work. So the first couple months before the first issue came out, my job was just to research, to mm-hmm. scroll endlessly, flick through Instagram endlessly, <laughs> go through every blog and every Pinterest board and really kind of figure out what stylistically we wanted to do, which we kind of touched on earlier. Once we kind of decided upon that, it's just about spending the time going through photographer websites, wedding supplier websites, and going out and contacting these people and saying, you know, look, look, this is what we're doing. This is our project. We would love for you to be involved. And what we're really trying to create is almost like a little black book of really trusted brands uh, and suppliers and creatives that, you know, brides and grooms can go to and feel like they know what they're going to get because I mean I don't know how the modern day bride and groom do it because I spend all my day scrolling through things and still feel like I haven't touched the surface of what's out there (laughs) industry is crazy it's so saturated I mean I didn't really realize until stepping into this world how crazy it is yeah I mean that that was something I was thinking of asking you actually kind of from your perspective because the wedding industry is brimming with so much talent. I mean, I think there's plenty of work for us all, but do you think there's a way for a wedding supplier to stand out from the crowd and to be seen? Yeah, I think having a brand identity is just really important because at the end of the day, as we talked about before, you know, this is the biggest day of people's lives. They want to go to suppliers and people who 
they can trust with that. You know, it's probably the biggest amount of money people have spent in one go as well. And you really need to choose wisely who you invest that money into. So if you're going onto a wedding website or a wedding supplier website and you can't really see who runs it, you don't really get um, a sense of who they are, I think it's really difficult to trust all of that with somebody. So I would say kind of the key things that I look for, particularly, I think as if I was going to be planning my wedding and as kind of a researcher for magazines, to have a really strong brand identity, to have really good photography as well. If you're looking to try and get things on blogs and websites and magazines, you know, you really need to have a bank of imagery that is kind of suitable for that. Um, There's so many times I log on and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your work, but the photography just isn't strong enough in a way that would suit the publication. And because it is an aesthetic publication, that is an important thing because it needs to inspire these people and while you can look at something from the outset and be like that's an amazing design if you can't show that to you know the audience in a way that works it's it's such a shame because half of the magic is lost so I think investing in photography is a really good idea to be honest yeah yeah professional photography and I think also I mean there's a lot of professional photographers out there that actually kind of being selective about who you get to photograph your work yeah 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 and I think it is about I mean I'm sure you know like being in weddings you're meeting people all the time and different suppliers all the time and just kind of having those connections of people you know will recommend you and how important word of mouth is I mean I know the <laughs> the wonderful thing about doing research for weddings is that you could go onto one website and you end up 20 sites down somewhere completely <laughs> different because everybody's linking everybody so lovely and it's really nice that you have that community feel so I think it's just about choosing those people who you can work with and who you can benefit so if a photographer um, you've worked with if they can either give you imagery from the wedding specifically or can work with you to create a kind of like small portfolio but I mean I know for you Varney like when we featured you in our summer issue which we're so thankful for we love I was so grateful when your email appeared in my inbox I was so excited (laughs) no honestly you're the perfect fit and like this is I think this is what I'm trying to say is that you know you have a really strong brand identity like I went onto your website I could feel your personality like I knew you were the right fit for your day and you had all the imagery to back all of that up you were like tick 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 (laughs) no it's it's so true though and I think you know even having that photography of like behind the scenes like knowing what someone's going to look like I think really makes you feel a certain way and if someone has a really lovely smiley face like you do you I feel like you can trust somebody with the kind of the biggest day of your life and I think that makes such a difference and it really kind of within this saturated market kind of pushes those brands up a little bit and I guess that's also reinforced with social media presence and you can kind of tell people's personality through their social media as well which I think really helps yeah I I think it's kind of it's a combination of things it's it's as you say it's like making sure that you're visible and I think sometimes people think being visible means that you have to be on your stories talking to the camera all the time but actually there's a way to be visible and still convey you know, luxury or high quality or trust, as you're saying, without having to do that, if that doesn't feel comfortable for you. And and it's really interesting what you say about the professional photography as well, because, and I think this is 
for people who are starting out in business might not be able to invest in that. But I definitely think it's something that's a priority because the sooner that you can do that, you kind of solidify the authority that, you know, like the confidence of your brand and your and your business. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think there are some brands who have kind of been in this industry long enough when where they haven't had to do that and they still don't really have to. And they're kind yeah. of so well known that they don't need that. But especially, as you say, people starting out, if they could move that up their priority list, I think it really makes a difference. Um, I think especially because um, couples nowadays spend so much time researching on Instagram, a lot of the brides and grooms who I interview um, for the real weddings that we feature and I'm kind of like where did you go what did you look for the amount of time is insta scrolling comes up yeah it's crazy I was like oh my gosh like literally everybody is on Instagram looking for their wedding inspiration which makes sense because it's image-led but I think because of that it's almost this pressure on suppliers and brands to really up their game when it comes to imagery yeah I mean, it is tricky at the moment because the way Instagram is moving as well, where they're prioritizing reels and videos and things, it actually makes it harder to, to be seen. So I, I the, what I've started doing is I, I kind of don't worry about it, actually. I almost see my Instagram as my extended portfolio. So I'm still sharing beautiful images rather than I don't want to compromise and, and share reels that I feel will, you know, like dilute the quality of of the work that I'm putting out there really I suppose I think that's really smart though because although there's obviously a point at which you have to work with the algorithm if your goal is to gain followers if your goal is actually just for people to come across you and be able to see kind of a snapshot of what you can offer I think it's the perfect way to do that and you don't want to interrupt that with kind of clickbaity videos that don't really represent you and Kind of jumping on the bandwagon of a particular like sound bite that's going around or a trend that's going around and I think it definitely works for some people and if that is part of someone's personality then absolutely yeah but exactly. I think just having kind of like an Instagram feed where if someone lands on your page that they can scroll through and see actually this is what what I can offer and what I can do it's a really you know strong asset to have and you know as you say like almost like a mini portfolio and I think are more likely to then click onto your website if they like your feed yeah and I think this is sometimes this is what I hear is that um, couples who are looking for images because everything's like because there's so much video content it's actually like they can't you know they could screenshot it but it's really hard to pin that image or save it when they're trying to gather their inspiration so I think that's another thing to bear in mind actually is when when you've got these reels that they're not they're not really helping your clients find you necessarily. As you say, it's kind of, it might be helping with the algorithm. So it's kind of like this, you've got to find a balance, I think, between those things. But I think it's, I think it's so hard for creators, to be honest, to have to kind of be this multitasking, one person band of being able to do a website, do Instagram, be a social media manager, be a personality, be a character, like be all of these things and also offer your service and do all the weddings that you also do. I don't know how people have time in the day to do it all, to be honest. It's it's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of balls to juggle and I think yes. people definitely outsourcing, you know, like 
uh, if it's something that doesn't come naturally and you're having to force it, I'm definitely a person who recommends outsourcing it. Give that job to somebody that you know who can do it well instead of like beating yourself up about trying to do something you can't. But it's so true. And I think just kind of being able to focus like the amount of bandwidth that you have on the things you are good at is really important as well. So if social media isn't your strength and you actually hate it, it is so much better to kind of find a bit of money to give that over to somebody else because your money will come back double rather than, I think if you don't like social media, you can feel it through somebody's posts, you know, and it, it all goes hand in hand. Sadly, sometimes nowadays that, you know, your Instagram has to be as nice as your website and has to be as nice as your photography. I think it's a lot of kind of competition to keep up with. But I think if you make small considered decisions that really hone your brand rather than trying to appeal to everybody. Um, I think there's a lot of power in that actually. Definitely, definitely focus on quality over quantity, 100%. I was going to say, because you said at the moment, you're kind of still in your early days, you're seeking people out. And so one of the things that, you know, I've heard a lot since being in business is that when you're trying to grow your business, you know, you need good PR. So for somebody who's new to the industry, I guess, would you have any advice on how they could go about getting some good PR? What what could they do to achieve that? I think, honestly, the best thing is to find the emails and the contacts of people at the publications rather than going through a PR person, which I think sometimes makes the process a bit longer. Having someone reach out and being like, look, this is what I do. I'd love to share my story with you or these are some images like take a look it's the best way to do it because as I say because the pool of people was so large and time is obviously so short to get through everybody it's just an impossible task so having someone fall in your inbox who has put themselves out there and has taken that step to be like look like this is what I do we'll, we will go through everybody who sends us something their links and we will look to see if they fit or not and sometimes they're not a fit but a lot of the time they are and I think if people like the magazine it's a lot of the time because they are in keeping with us and they have a similar style and vibe to us so it all kind of goes full circle in that way and kind of going back to what you were saying before it's almost like maybe don't try and do it too soon make sure you're ready make sure you've got that bank of images make sure you've got your branding at a place that you feel proud of and for example for your day you know, you want to be aligning almost with the aesthetics and the feel of your magazine. And if they're going to somebody else, it's making sure that they're potentially a good fit, really. It it really does. And I think, as you say, because the magazine has quite a strong identity, I think you know quite quickly whether your work suits it or doesn't. And I think it's just about, as you say, having that package put together with your social media ready, your website ready, and your images ready and being like, here's everything. Let me know what I can do to help you. Because I mean, realistically, that makes our job very easy to be able to have all of that stuff in one go. And if it's the right fit, you know, those are the people that we want to be putting in the magazine. I think what's lovely about being in this industry is that it is such a community and we want to help people. You know, we want to get these small suppliers out there who are doing really great things. And we have this platform to showcase them on, which is so exciting. You know, your day will never be about just putting the biggest brands in there. 
don't get me wrong, if these big brands are doing amazing things that we love and we support and is in line with us, of course that they're in. But also there are so many people, like one man bandwagons doing everything and are doing really great work. And, you know, they deserve um, a voice and a platform as much as the biggest brands do. That's just amazing that honestly you put the biggest smile on my face because I feel like you're you're seeing you're seeing people you're seeing even the people who are small you're still you know that's just so lovely to feel seen. Yeah I think it's true and I think if anybody's worried like I don't have enough followers or I don't have this and I don't have that it doesn't matter I really don't think it matters and I think you know if you're doing great things like people will notice and there are so many people kind of we put in who, I mean, to them, it's like an amazing thing to be featured in this magazine, but we're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing that you want to be featured in this <laughs> magazine. It's kind of like we're helping each other and it's a lovely kind of relationship that you have. And as I say, like we want these brands to be part of your day's black book of people that can be trusted. And, you know, because personality, I think to stand out in this saturated market, having your personality and knowing your niche and, you know, really making the most of that. Like, why are you different? And that's what people are going to pick up on. So definitely anybody who's out there thinking, oh, I really need some PR, email those people, send those emails, <laughs> you know, literally send them the Instagram DM, like put it through because I mean, I can't speak to every media outlet and I'm sure lots of media outlets receive a lot more than we do at the minute, but we click on every single one of them. And, you know, it's so exciting to open up this world of, you know, people that we haven't been able to come across yet. Because I think, you know, again, talking about social media, the way that people are ranked and the things that you see is so um, controlled. You know, there must be so much that we're missing out on that I'm so excited to find, you know. And I think what's lovely about being a journalist is that you're constantly uncovering and discovering and you're going through this process of finding these new things and every time you find something that really fits you kind of have this real like passion inside of you and fire inside of you it's like oh this is why I do this yeah amazing <laughs> yeah no it's you know I'm so lucky I get to work for lots of lovely people and look at lots of lovely things you know it's, it's not a bad day at the office <laughs> so I wanted to ask you actually because your day has an online presence as well as the magazine right is it kind of would you say that it's a wedding blog or is it is it something a bit different um, so, I mean, digital is definitely growing at the minute. We haven't been able to put as much time and energy into digital as we would have liked at this moment. You know, it's definitely in its initial stages. I mean, it's similar to the magazine. The magazine is obviously going to change and evolve kind mm -hmm. of issue by issue when we kind of look back and think what's worked and what hasn't. But the digital, it will work with the magazine in the sense that it's Will be complementary in terms of its aesthetic and style and ethos and you know in that sort of way but I think it also is a lot more newsworthy like this is the latest collection of whoever or we can also do more in-depth interviews on there it's a great platform for video you know we need to really make the most of what makes this platform different to the magazine well the fact that you can watch video I think is a really big difference um, and something that we really need to maximize on Mm, do you think that you might possibly introduce a directory for suppliers on the on the website? I think that's definitely something we're thinking about at the minute. The way in which we're going to do that, I think we're still kind of in the early stages of figuring that out. But I think it's I think that's an important thing. And I think it's a really useful thing. I mean, even knowing from the blogs and things that I've looked through, 
having a directory list is really helpful. And as I say, you know, black people, yeah. And I think it needs to be, if you're looking for your day wedding, these are the your day suppliers to go to, rather than it just being kind of like a free for all. I think it would be a very curated directory yeah. that kind of really suited us and ran alongside the magazine and complemented each other. I think they're very much kind of balance each other out in the way that the things that digital can offer the magazine can't to really maximize on those. And then the same way, the things that the magazine, the printed publication can offer, you know, really utilize those things and, you know, make those work for us. So yeah, it's definitely a growing thing, but hopefully it will become as useful a resource. And so when people are waiting for the next issue of your day, that they can go onto the website and there will be new things on there because, because we're a quarterly, it is, a long time to wait for the next um magazine yeah we kind of still want to be like hitting those buttons and providing as much inspiration as we can and then every season having our curated set of that season and kind of working in that capacity at the minute yeah that makes sense so I was going to ask you because obviously you can wield quite a lot of influence over couples and what they might choose for their weddings do you think that's a responsibility that that the your day team are very aware of yes oh yeah I do I do think so and I think what I was kind of saying before is obviously we're trying to not be trend driven so we're hopefully readers come away and don't think oh my gosh I have to do this for my wedding look like this or to fit in or to you know really hit that button I need to buy this thing I hope that's not what they take away from it but I also think you know we have a responsibility to kind of show all of the wedding industry and I think there's a lot of things in the industry that you know this is a wasteful industry and I think it's very important that we're not blind to that you know, sustainability has been really important to us since the beginning of Dog Streets. And in Enki, it's something we touch on all the time. You know, the things that go into that always have a sustainable element. We have a sustainable issue every year. We have sustainable interviews, you know. It should just become a normal part of life. And although obviously weddings can't be fully sustainable all the time, I think it's about making sure that you know, we acknowledge that for starters and then presenting options where actually if you like to make conscious decisions, who can we go to and how do I, you know, make better decisions that are going to impact the planet in a way that I'm not going to feel guilty for. And there are so many easy, beautiful ways that can be done. I mean, in our first issue, we spoke to um, an eco-planner, a lady called Opicor, and she's amazing. And her weddings are just beautiful. And I mean, you'd never know that it was like eco-centric. It's not like it's got all, you know, kind of cliche, eco-warrior trademark. You know, it doesn't have to be in your face. But these are people who want to be making better decisions. And I think a lot of the caterers we speak to, actually, they're saying the increase in demand for plant based menus, not because they have the um, like dietary requirements, but because people are wanting to make those decisions that are better for the planet and are less wasteful in a, you know, a day which is indulgent and absolutely it should be indulgent you know we're not taking that away at all but I think as a magazine we have a responsibility to you know acknowledge that and really kind of put out there alternatives that 
you know, could be a little bit more conscious for brides and grooms. Yeah, and I think a lot of businesses are adapting. I mean, even for myself, it's something that I'm very mindful of. I want to try and minimise waste, definitely try and, you know, ingredients that I source, I source in bulk and in packaging that can be recycled. And even if it's like a case of minimising the number of orders and kind of ordering more at one time, just kind of any anything and everything where I can make adjustments to be able to improve my business for the future. And I think there are lots of people who are changing how they operate and, and being much more mindful about the things that you're doing. But but you're right, because weddings are about celebrations and they should feel indulgent. But it's kind of like if you want to do it in a more measured way, I suppose, there are options out yeah, there. Yeah, and I, I think, as you say, like it's not about transforming everything, but just making smaller, more mindful decisions actually in the long run is much better because you're kind of transitioning into a way of like normal life. Like those are decisions that you make normally. They're not decisions you're making consciously because you know that you have to do this or this is a better way to do something. You're making that decision because it's normal. And I think that's what we have tried to do and to have kind of, we're not going to scream from the treetops about it, but just making like sustainability will always be a part of your day the same way it has been in Enki and it will always be an underlying theme and there will always be bits of it you'll be able to pull out because I don't think at the minute there's a way that that isn't you know that I don't think it's good enough to not be doing that you know I think we all have that responsibility whether you're a supplier whether you're in publishing whether you know you're someone at home who needs to be making more mindful choices at home but as I say, it's not something we want to, I don't know. Oh, is it? You're not preaching. Yeah. You're just, yeah. yeah. People, yeah. people yeah. won't get that. I don't think people pick up the magazine and think that, but there will definitely be lots of elements in there that they can take away knowing that, you know, a wedding can be just as beautiful. You know, there's amazing people out there from like ethical wedding rings, you know, to handmade and natural dyed silks and things to decorate your venue with there's loads of things out there that yeah those are the brands that also you know we want to be championing the other thing I also wanted to ask you as well because something that's kind of been shifting I feel in the last couple of years is that digital platforms magazines are becoming more aware of sharing diverse and inclusive content is that something again that your day takes into consideration with the content that you put into the magazine yeah definitely I, I mean I think similar to sustainability it's a natural thing for us we're not thinking about it in the way that it's a tick ticking boxes and making sure we you know we've covered our bases it's just very normal and natural to that kind of our process and the way that we approach approach the editorial content you know weddings are for everybody and you want to see yourself represented you know regardless of gender or cultural religion everybody's gonna get married well not everybody's gonna get married at some point lots of people choose not to get married but you know what <laughs> you would like to get married you know that's not um reflected in kind of your background or your choices and I think it's really important that everybody can pick up the magazine and think that a part of them is represented and they could place themselves in the feet of all those people in the magazine. And I think that call to the industry is necessary. You know, I think absolutely is about time and if not, should have been done sooner because that there is no reason why it shouldn't be. So I really hope that 
people do feel that they can find themselves in the magazine. And I also hope that the industry follows suit because there is also a point to which brands, especially these larger brands, need to be aware of the photography and the campaigns that they're producing and actually how does that fit in with everybody and how is our audience going to respond to that and feel that they can align themselves with us and feel like we're the right fit for them. Yeah, I'm hoping it's like a ripple effect that starts traveling upwards. Yeah, as you say, and getting, I think it's like the bigger brands that wield more influence, you can actually shift things probably a bit faster and further by by being more proactive. As I say, you know, weddings are for everybody and the industry is for everybody. And that's what makes it so amazing is that, you know, you have this really quite creative industry. Everybody who's in here is doing it because they love it and they have a passion for it. And, you know, you want people to feel welcome in this, in this circle and this community. And the only way to do that is to be representative of everybody. So that's absolutely a role that we take on and, you know, we pride ourselves on as well. Yeah, hopefully going forward, you know, um, people can see that and, you know, feel at home, home in the magazine. Oh, that's so lovely. I was going to say, so with the magazine being so new, it's probably early to say, but have you got any exciting plans or projects ahead of the magazine? Yeah, I mean, there's what's so exciting is that there's so many places we can go with it. So at the minute, we're definitely concentrating on sorting out our digital side of things, sorting out our social media, getting the next issue out, the next couple of issues, like planning the seasons, which is my favourite bit, which is really, really exciting. But, you know, we also really want to have now in this kind of post-pandemic world that we're living in, you know, now we can get out and about, you know, we want to see people and we want to do things and, you know, we'd love to have more of a presence in person um, at events and, you know, maybe doing our own thing with that as well. Um, So it's really exciting for us because we kind of have this chance at the minute to figure out what it is we want to do and where we want to go. But yeah, hopefully, (laughs) you know, it all goes, goes the way that we want to. Yeah. So when is the next issue out? Yeah. So the next issue out, so it will be our autumn curation and that comes out um kind of mid-july i want to say i'm pretty sure it's july one comes out and yeah that will be kind of our curation of all beautiful autumn weddings and supplies and things that you'd need for that season but expect a couple of different things in this issue as well you know we're trying to kind of see as i say it's still kind of like in that stage where what's working what isn't what features do we like what could be strengthened so yeah expect maybe a couple of different things oh that's exciting <laughs> i was gonna say so normally when i um have people on the podcast i ask them to share details of where they can be found online are, are you happy to share like your instagram and things like that if people want to get in touch with you would be would you be Absolutely, happy yeah so um our website is yourdaymagazine.com and our social media is at yourdaymag. Um, you can contact us via either of them. So feel free to reach out um, and we'd love to hear from you. Yay, cool. Thank you so much. It's been so lovely talking oh, with no, you. Thank you so much for having me, honestly. It's a real honour to be on here. Um, and, you know, thank you for all of your support so far. It's been so lovely to be welcomed into this community um, by people like yourself. <laughs>
Oh, thank you. And thank you so much in return for supporting me as well. I think we have a mutual, mutual appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best sort of relationships, aren't they? <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, thank you so much, Ellen. Right. Thank you, Barney. Thank you. I'm honestly so grateful that Eleanor was happy to chat with me today. So much of what she said makes total sense though, doesn't it? So often wedding suppliers who are looking to grow their businesses are advised to chase great PR. And I think sometimes we can be misled into thinking that the PR itself is our golden ticket, but actually we ourselves are the ones who will get our businesses to where they need to be. There's so much that we can achieve by investing in ourselves and our businesses to be attractive to magazine editors and wedding blogs and for journalists to want to tell our story. I simply love the ethos that Eleanor described of how the Your Day team wishes to showcase really talented suppliers, that their journalistic instinct has them seeking out the best, however small a business is, The caliber and the quality of the creatives themselves is what they're looking for. And oh my goodness, I am incredibly flattered that your day sought me out. But listening to Eleanor explain, I can see that I have been investing in good branding and have a high quality website. I've ensured that I've built up a collection of really amazing imagery of my cakes, as well as the beautiful weddings that I've taken part in. And I've been doing this with my client in mind, but of course, these are exactly the components that Eleanor said is needed to make a business owner and their company appear to have the whole package. So as I've said before, I believe that these things take time. Growing a trusted, high quality brand is something that cannot be hurried. And I believe the people who have longevity in the wedding industry are the ones who've been prepared to play the long game and they're the ones achieving a version of success that is sustainable and long-lasting. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Knowing that my podcast is of value to you really means so much to me. It always makes me feel immensely grateful. If you'd like to be kept up to date on the release of future episodes, do subscribe to receive updates, or alternatively, come and follow me over on Instagram either on my mentoring account, which is Varney underscore Wadman, or my cake design one at Sugar Plum Bakes Kingston. And if you find the podcast useful and helpful in any way, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. Thank you.